0: Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 39, Doctor Who the Movie Commentary. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me we have my podcasting companion through time and space, we have Paul Gann.
1: Who am I? (laughs)
0: Uh, You're you're Paul Gann? Paul McGann? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just just, Paul Gann.
2: Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: How's it going, Paul? It's going pretty well.
2: I, I, I'm i actually excited about doing this. Um, uh, just so everybody knows, I have watched this more recently. So this will be the second or third time I've seen this in probably the last six months. It's, It's one of my guilty pleasures, because I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it's something I enjoy. So uh, I think you guys might enjoy watching this along with us today.
0: Yes. And so what we are doing on uh, this episode is we are going to be doing a commentary track for the Doctor Who movie that came out in 1996 starring Paul McGann uh, as the 8th Doctor. Uh, This is going to be the 20th anniversary of the movie uh, this month. And so we're going to have this released right around... That anniversary date, a sort of a celebration of the movie, you know, it's 20 years and all that fun stuff.
1: Spoilers.
0: Uh, so we have the movie keyed up and ready to go. So if you want to watch the movie along with our commentary, go ahead and pause this. And then uh, set it all up, get your movie ready to go, and then we will begin our countdown. Paul, are you all set and ready to go on this commentary?
2: Just so everybody knows, we're actually past all of the uh, intro stuff on the DVD and everything. We're actually right where the movie picks up at second number zero. Exactly,
0: exactly. So it's a black screen. Uh, at the moment and we will we have our our little clickers on the play button and uh you all set Paul yeah perfect Three, two, one, play
1: it was on the planet Scarum that my old enemy the master was finally put on trial
0: so we start over Scarrow, which is interesting cuz we just saw that blowed up
1: Well, at least
0: the surface of it destroyed.
2: Well, I like to think that this happened uh, historically before the last episode that we reviewed. Um, Maybe. Now, you notice the difference. Yeah. You notice the difference in the Dalek voices. Um, They obviously had different voice actors and stuff for that, and the modulation was different too. Yeah, and this is, of course, where we get part of our intro from.
0: Yes, we we get our intro music from this this movie. I wanted to have it smack dab between the classic and the new Who, because we <laughs> cover both. Uh, so I was like, hey, let's do that. Uh, and I like the music. Uh,
2: yeah, it's, it's a good rendering, I think. It's or arrangement, I should say. I, I like I like the way that it doesn't feel dated.
0: The music, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it feels like it could come from pretty much any era.
0: And then, of course, the the intro sequence here looks very similar to what we, we end up getting uh, when the new series starts up. Uh, a, little, a little more static and not quite as dynamic as what we get the new series, but we get the time corridor basically with the TARDIS going through it. So. Well,
2: you got to take it into account of what... Uh, level cgi and stuff was at at this point too
1: and the master had used all of his
0: exactly of course this is cool because we could talk about the master so uh, we haven't talked about him really very much because even in death and i love the fact they were able to get sylvester mccoy to come back for this and uh ah, sana screwdriver has returned for the first time since the fifth <laughs>
2: doctor
1: there That should be.
2: See, I love the fact that uh, they tied this back in the with the like the classic that. series, um, because you know the original idea for this uh, was to do a complete reboot, um, hmm. to 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 not even reference the classic series, to just start completely over from scratch, and um, in doing so, they were talking about actually doing a hybrid of the Daleks and the Cybermen. Uh, Hmm. they were going to look, yeah, they were going to look much more like the Cybermen, but they were going to be called the Daleks. They were going to have the Dalek voices, you know, I don't like that. I, I like what we have, you know? And so they were going to basically do a complete reboot, restructure the entire universe. But the director, uh, and producer, talked them into letting them
0: <laughs> jelly babies uh
2: do it this way you know gotcha um and I personally am glad that they did because if they hadn't we wouldn't have the new series that we have now
0: right right oh man i'm still trying to wrap my <laughs> brain around that but you you saw this when it came out didn't you
2: I did, I saw this when it was released on television in the United States. Of course, like I said, it was kind of static and stuff, because um, it was storming outside and everything, and <clears throat> at the time, we didn't have uh, satellite television or anything, and we were wa- I was watching it off the antenna. And so, huh? I was getting it as, as well as I could, as far as the reception would allow it, you know. Um and I'll be honest with you at the time when I was watching this I was pretty impressed with the direction that they took it as far as the visuals and everything um, and see when I first turned this on and was watching it the very first time I was looking at it and I was going the TARDIS looks different you know on the inside
0: yeah Speaking but of was... which do you like the design
2: I actually do, it's a lot, it's very reminiscent to me of, uh, Eccleston's TARDIS, Hmm. um, uh, with a little bit of, I think, Capaldi's TARDIS thrown in to the mix, too, um, but this, the look for this, uh, is very clearly what carried over into the new series, you know.
0: Oh, definitely.
2: Um... And see, when I was looking at this at first, I was thinking, well, we're just seeing a different part of the TARDIS. We're seeing uh, an area where we haven't seen before that's through a door somewhere that we're not in the control room. But then when he walks over to the console and it looks different there as well, I'm thinking, oh, he's upgraded, you know.
0: He's ridiculous. And, yeah. I don't like it. No, just kidding.
2: Um because, you know, this was the very first time that you did not have, uh, what do they call them, the roundels, I guess? <laughs> mm, yes. Um, Which I'm so glad I, are
0: back, by the yeah. way.
2: I didn't know at the time how I felt about that because I was so accustomed to seeing the, the inside of the TARDIS on the classic series that this was almost a little bit too jarring for me, you know?
0: Gotcha. And then, of course, we have uh, San Francisco rather than London. Right. uh, Which is interesting. And, of course, it's set in 1999. Very end of 1999, uh, as you will see.
2: Which is kind of interesting considering that this was made in uh, 95 to 96. Right.
0: Right. And, um, I, I. A little bit wondering about this whole sequence because I feel like the idea of this (laughs) level of violence just running around the streets of San Francisco (laughs) is maybe just a little extreme.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's a product of the times as well because, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the late 80s and early to mid 90s, action movies were... I guess, at a different standard than what they are now, you know. And it didn't matter if it was a little on the cheesy side as long as it had a lot of explosions and bullets and, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh... see true. that newspaper hit that guy in the face? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then all of a sudden...
2: TARDIS. Uh, see, I, I mean, I'll be honest, this movie's not perfect, you know. No there's things in it that are cheesy, but you know, I still enjoy watching it. Uh, everything pretty much that has to do directly with the doctor. I enjoy tremendously, you know? Um, it's the stuff that surrounds the doctor that I'm not always crazy about, Mm. you know? Um, and this thing, you know, here with the doctor getting shot, uh, You know, I kind of, uh, I didn't know when I first watched it, I didn't really know how to feel about that because that was not, this kind of scene was not something I was used to seeing the doctor be in the middle of, you know? Right. Um, and so when he gets shot and, uh, uh, there goes this, the, uh, the master slime. Yeah. The snake. Um, Now, see, there's something that's going to come up later that I'm going to point out that doesn't really make sense to me. And it would have made a little bit more sense had they left one of the deleted scenes in, um, but we didn't get to see that scene, so it made less sense in the movie, you know? Um,
0: Gotcha. So, you can explain that when we get there, but... Yeah. This is... You're right. This this movie is definitely a product of of its times, and... um, Particularly with the action sequence there. and not uh, it's really, it's kind of a little bit jarring, uh,
2: uh, with all the Americans in Doctor Who right now. Well, it was the, the first American produced, uh, Doctor Who ever. Um, and so, the, uh, uh, and like I said, I, I think that this was in some way loosely uh, connected to Steven Spielberg in some way, uh, production-wise. But um, I think that he might have, pro- you know, uh, provided some of the the money for it or something. But um, this, honestly, I feel like had they taken this story and even keeping the same actors and stuff, maybe changing out one or two actors because let's just be honest, there's a couple of people in here that, uh, you could probably get better performances out of a rock, but you Mm. know, um, for the majority of it, I think the acting is pretty good, uh, for most of the actors. Um, I think that maybe with a different director, they could have done more with this uh, because it, it seems like that this was kind of uh, a good first attempt at, at directing is almost how this comes off, you know. Um, and I don't mean to sound ugly when I say that. It's just there's some of the camera angles just don't feel that great, and you know things like that, and and it. it it kind of messes with the quality of it, I think, you know.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the Master being this...
2: essence slime thing? That doesn't really bother me so much, because we've seen the Master do this... you know, body-stealing type of regeneration before. Okay. Um. And... I feel like that uh, what we're kind of looking at with this is just him taking advantage of the opportunity to dispose of one body in order to steal the doctor's body, uh, as we'll find out later. Okay. I honestly think it was kind of an intentional thing that this happened to him because I feel like that he had this planned out ahead of time. To gotcha. get aboard the doctor's
0: TARDIS. Gotcha. And here's the doctor. Well, a doctor. Not the doctor. Uh, Dr. Grace. Yes.
2: And that guy comes off as a jerk.
0: We don't really see it much very <laughs> else. <laughs> I like this shot, though, of her running through the hospital with her, you know, opera gown and Opera glasses yeah. and everything. And then she basically does the surgery <laughs> in her gown uh, with the
2: the scrubs over the top of it. Well, see, the, the fact that he actually has two hearts is going to really come into play with this. Yes. Because his anatomy is lined up differently from a human's. Exactly. Uh... <laughs>
0: And they they they've seen the two hearts but they think it's a mistake.
2: They think it's a ghost on the X ray.
0: Yeah, a double exposure. And of course, you yeah. know, she has to pick up the opera where she left off, so she starts it up <laughs> uh on C D in the operating room. Now she's like, Ah, I can begin. <laughs> And the doctor is awake on the operating doctor. table.
1: Yeah. Stop. you're going to be alright. No, I am not human. I am not like you. Nobody likes me, Mr. Fitness. I need a beryllium atomic clock. This is 1999, isn't it? I can't wait longer, Grace. So, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Hold on. Okay, I got it. Fine to speak. We've already taken out all the bullets, and so now we're going to listen to your heart, try to find out why it's so wild and then I'm going to fix it. You'll be fine.
2: See, here's the crazy part. They've already <laughs> removed all the bullets, so he would have been able to heal if they'd just left him alone. Right. Um <laughs> which of course, you know, that would have given us Sylvester McCoy for the entire movie, which I'm not going to say would have bothered me.
0: No, because um, I like Sylvester McCoy a lot, as everyone knows. Of course, then, knows. Then,
2: then we never would have gotten Paul McGann, you know. But, exactly. Um, the thing here is that they don't understand the reason why his heart is beating wildly is because he has two of them. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so... And and we're fixing to see a first here in the Doctor Who universe as well. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> he keeps having issues on the operating table, as we will continue to see, because of his non-human physiology. Um, one of the things I do find interesting about it is that we're almost 15 minutes into this movie, and we still haven't regenerated yet.
1: Right? I should be in the Uh It's...
0: For mm, I don't know. Not that I'm complaining because more Sylvester McCoy is always a good thing for me. (laughs) Um, But the fact that, you know, this is about a new doctor. And it's, you know, 15 minutes over now uh, that we haven't seen him yet. Seems a bit long.
2: Well, I just feel like that... um, you know, there was a little bit of fat that could have been trimmed at the beginning of this uh, mm. to get us into the operating room faster and things right. like that. Of course, I know, I understand they're trying to do is establishing, uh, setting everything up, and that he's not human, you know, that he's alien, putting, he's got two hearts because they're trying to introduce this to an, a whole new audience, right? Who has never possibly seen Doctor Who before at all, you know. Um, but um, you know, I'll just be honest about it. Um, it still, I think, could have been trimmed up just a little bit. You know, right? I want
0: to see his X-rays now, Grace. And she, she's <laughs> she's so pissed because she's yeah can't believe she lost him. She shouldn't have lost well, him, and she now...
2: killed him. Right. And that's, that's our, our first for our, the Doctor Who universe. We actually have a companion who killed the Doctor. Right. <laughs> Whether it be unintentional or not.
0: Right. She's the first one who realizes it's not a double exposure. He actually <laughs> has two hearts. Oops.
2: <laughs> then we get Lee. I don't know if you noticed what just walked across the background... Uh, there was a person that just walked through the scene in the background with a mop top that was very reminiscent of the fourth doctor and what looked like a sweater or a sweatshirt that was colored up to look like the fourth doctor's scarf. yeah,
0: <laughs> throwing a lot of little hints and Easter eggs, perhaps
2: I tell you, I need some popcorn right now. <laughs> This guy here,
1: no, miss. This will hit him really hard. at the
2: time, this needs guy. a little bit of acting lessons. He does. Um, go. you know, he's pretty wooden uh, through a lot of this.
0: He's the, the cool kid that they got for the movie. And, <laughs> uh... Yeah... I feel like they could have used a little work. But here he is with the doctor's things.
2: Yeah. Did you notice the name he put on the clipboard earlier?
0: Uh, oh, yes. John Smith. <laughs> now we come back to this EMT guy and we're like, why are we
2: here? Yeah.
0: And then we remember, oh, yes. The master went up his sleeve.
2: Now, see, I've seen this guy in other things, and I've Mm -hmm. liked his performance in other things. And his performance in this is not really bad. It's just not... Really good. It's not what you think that, that the Master should be. You know, because you're so used to seeing the Master as this extremely British persona... Right. And he does not come off like that at all. And it's not really his fault because he was told to play this role this way, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's kind of not the director or the producer's fault either because This was done in conjunction with BBC. Okay, so BBC was involved in this production. And the only way that this could be done is BBC insisted, of course, that the Doctor had to be British, and then the American production company insisted that the Master had to be American. Gotcha. And so that's the reason why we have this scenario, because since it was an American-produced movie, uh, it the American production company insisted that or the studio rather insisted that the master be uh, American because the BBC would not allow the doctor to be American. Gotcha. That's what, that's how we ended up with this scenario. And so that, because he's not that extremely British persona that we're so used to seeing the master, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it comes <laughs> off as, uh, this is nice.
0: That's, um, gross.
2: I remember when the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so weird, but it's so cool, you know?
0: uh, uh it's just gross.
2: Imagine watching again in 96 when, like I said, CGI was just, I mean, it wasn't, Ugh. it wasn't anything what it is today, you know? Uh, right. I mean, we got, we got Phantom Menace, uh was it three years later yeah and between this and then it had made giant leaps and bounds so um
0: notice the parallels between what he's watching on the tv yeah. and what is about to happen <laughs> here we are almost 22 minutes into the movie and we're finally getting the regeneration
2: and this is also the first time we see a regeneration that looks the way this one looks Right. Um,
0: And we can imagine that's due to the anesthetics and the medication and all that fun stuff.
2: Because instead of being all glowy and sparkly and everything, he literally morphs. Right. (laughs) And if you'll notice, um, he has the same hair. He just has a different face.
0: Very similar hair. That is true. It's alive. It's alive!
2: Let's see now... um, Of course, the movie is set up with the Doctor... Having a certain look and everything. But... The way that Paul McGann wanted the Doctor to look... Had this been able to go on and become a series is much more like what we end up getting in the new series when he uh, comes back to change into the War Doctor. Uh, gotcha. So the reason why he looks that way in the new series is because... Uh,
0: that's what he wanted in the first place?
2: Moffat knew that that's what he wanted it to the Doctor to look like had this been picked up as a series. He knew he wanted him not to be quite so... Uh, uh. Put together, I guess you'd say. He wanted him to be more like a traveler, you know. Um, and so Moffat gave him his wish and allowed him to to dress that way.
0: Well, it's better than a sheep. Oh my god! Oh my god! And you
2: guys will see what we're talking about here in a minute when you see the outfit that he finds. God
1: no! <laughs>
0: he's still got the John Doe tag on his foot
2: (laughs) (laughs) and he has amnesia
0: of course at this point because it's because it's a, uh, a regeneration.
2: Well, I mean, even more so than usual, you know. Because he doesn't even know who he is at this point. Mm. At all. Right. And I'm assuming that that's got something to do with the surgery and everything as well. Yeah. Now, well, this we is... Like- This is the part that didn't really make sense to me, because how did he get into this part of the hospital where everything's basically just, you know, trashed? Right. Uh, Well, I guess if you're in the morgue and this is in the basement storage area or something, maybe that could happen, but there's windows here. Right. You know? And where did all the mirrors come from? (laughs) You know, some of this stuff just seems too circumstantial.
0: Right. Well, I... well... You're not his friend, that's for sure. (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we could do without the, the slime and grossness around the mouth, please. Just, uh.
2: <laughs> you see what I mean by the, the, the style yeah. that this is filmed in? You know, the style that this is filmed in, you know...
0: Very 90s.
2: Yeah, it it's dated, you know. And, yes. And it's really... This, the story itself is not as much of an issue for me as the the production value of this because even though it's got some really great sets and some really good acting in it, you know, there's still... Sometimes it feels like there's a few pieces missing and, <laughs> you know... There's
0: a scarf.
2: Yeah. Very, 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 very good callback. Uh, which actually... I would have liked to have seen him reprise the Fourth Doctor's outfit, but that's just me.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I think everybody wouldn't. Well, maybe not. I wouldn't mind seeing the Fourth Doctor's outfit come back. But, I, I like. I do like the intercutting of him finding his outfit and the kid going through his stuff.
2: Yeah. But see, I didn't like the the jacking back and forth between him and the the master earlier though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> see the yo yo. Yes. Now, this is actually a Halloween outfit. It is. You know, this was what, Wyatt Earp?
0: Wild Bill Hickok.
2: Okay, Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. But he takes away the parts of it that makes it look Western and leaves the parts that make it look more British. hmm You know. Uh, so
0: no gun, no hat, yeah. But we'll take the jacket and the vest and the trousers.
2: And no no boots either. Right. That look familiar? Oh, yes. I like the key. I've got to send you that one. Uh, yeah, I've got it ready to send. I've just got to send it. Ooh. The doctor's body. I ordered Doctor the, the TARDIS key. If people were wondering what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: My name is not honey. <laughs> oh. what would you like to
1: master will do. Well, come back to bed, Master.
2: Oh. See, they never explain what happens to her.
0: Uh-oh. She's just dead.
2: Apparently he strangled her to death and left her lying there, you know.
0: Right.
1: It wasn't the same guy. Sounds like you saw the guy stole the body. He was wearing a
2: Now how did he knock that door down?
1: you You think he's going to go to a better hospital? <laughs>
2: yeah, this definitely has a little bit more American humor in it.
0: Mm-hmm. he still got the tag on his toe.
2: Yeah. No shoes, no socks.
1: <laughs>
2: he recognizes her. Yes, that's the the one thing he can
1: remember't police just yet
2: and I will say I do like the way that they put him together because he does look very doctorish to me. He does
0: <laughs> um, Time is something to him.
2: Typical bureaucracy.
1: No wonder you got <laughs> lost. Exactly. Or maybe this really was a double exposure. In either case, I can't afford to lose you. What, what, what are you doing? What you should have done last night. Am <sighs> I having a bad dream here? I lose a patient, and then I lose his
2: body, and I, hmm. I destroy the only Illegal activity? activity? No, that oh, I had hmm. no way of You bet I did. You saw the x-ray.
1: The guy had two hearts.
0: Now, without a body or without records, no one need know he was even here. You
1: can't do this. Let me take care of this, Grace.
0: No. That's an element that seems very American. Yeah. This bureaucracy thing. I know what is best but, for all of us. But then again, we've seen some of that what in the new series, too.
2: i got my body. And I have to keep this... Well, we saw a little bit of that in the classic series, but not... Played out quite like this.
0: True.
1: I'll quit.
2: But see, I like the fact that they're showing that she has integrity. Exactly. And, you know, that was supposed to be part of the. And she quits. Yeah, that was supposed to be part of the uh, appeal to her as the doctor's new companion. Uh, is the fact that she has that integrity, you know? Um,
0: Just a little close there, Doctor.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I love Paul McGowan's performance in this movie. Yeah. I really yeah. do.
1: You're tired of life, but afraid of dying. There was music. Madam Butterfly. You were there. I saw you last night. It wasn't me. I don't know who I am, but I know that you know me. Please go away. Please. You're my only
2: <laughs> He looks like a madman because he's he's got a completely different face. Yep. She has no idea who he is. Own,
0: he's got time this time. crazy hair and bare feet with a tag on his toe. <laughs> he just disappears. What? Oh, okay. Weird. <laughs> Weird guy.
2: Notice what color the car is?
0: Blue. Uh,
2: Tardis uh, blue. Get out! Get out! It's my heart! Uh, uh,
1: there's something... It can't be... What? Uh. what is it?
2: Please. Now I she's freaking us. out.
1: Now... Nah. <laughs> before they get me out of they kill
2: me again. <laughs>
0: before they kill me again. Oops. Before you, you kill me, me again.
2: <laughs> you have to get me out of here before they kill me again. See, it's TARDIS BLUE. It is TARDIS BLUE. <laughs> <laughs> now see, this... look for him... I think, to me, makes sense, even though technically I had a bad he uh, shouldn't necessarily have the eyes because of the fact that he's in a new body. Right. But it carries over from the last time we saw him when he had the yellow uh, slotted eyes, uh, although these are green, you know.
1: Where is it? Ew. His body the body's gone stolen okay where are his things the kid that brought him in ran off with them the asian child, <laughs> the asian
0: child. <laughs> that's a that's a very master thing to say though the yeah. asian child it just sounds
2: so weird coming out of well, that see, guy's face this is written to be classic master Oh, yeah. It's just not performed like Classic Master. No, it's not.
0: And and the writing <laughs> for him isn't bad, and the performance for him isn't bad. It's just when you put those two together, they sort of...
2: They don't feel like they sync up.
0: No, they don't. <laughs> and the guy she was at the <laughs> opera with last night just took all his stuff and left.
2: He took all her stuff and left. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I told you, he was a jerk. (laughs) Come on, follow me. You know, and how sorry is it that he would do this this just because she left the opera early? Maybe you
1: have selective amnesia brought on by shock. Maybe. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Da Vinci. He had a cold when he drew that. You're still fibrillating badly. (laughs) I I was before died. I was. I was.
2: If you'll remember, uh, also, other than the Fifth Doctor, he was the first Doctor that was cast just for his looks. You know, because. <laughs> They wanted him to be kind of that dreamy, kind of, you know, right. handsome young man that we ended up with in some of the new series. Um, and this was the first time, other than the Fifth Doctor, that we actually got that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that is one of the unique things uh, about him as well. Yes.
1: No, sorry. The dead stay dead. You can't turn back to Yes,
2: I'm not a child. This is I'm also not a the life first life. time that we start seeing right? a different type, a, a different type of chemistry I mean, child, between great. the doctor and his companion.
0: Right, uh, a, more, a more intimate, yeah, uh, relationship. I do like this scene between the two of them. The two of the these two play off very well. Yeah, they do uh, together. Um, Don't be
1: sad grace. You great it it's
0: one of the highlights of this movie here is their their interaction. Uh they obviously, you know, both you and I are a fan of Paul Gann and excuse me, Paul McGann. <laughs> you're Paul Gann, uh and and his performance and what he does as the doctor.
2: I just and wish then, that we'd gotten to see more of it.
0: Oh I know. Me too. Uh but then they picked a great actress to play Grace.
2: uh I love the fact that we see the original TARDIS key in this as well. (laughs) And they also explain why the keyhole looks different from the outside. Uh, It looks like a regular keyhole until you move the flap, you know?
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I like how we got the, you know, it can't be bigger on the inside moment.
2: Yeah. Who's there? How did he get in? This is my problem. The from the I could have understood if the Master had followed him into the TARDIS. This place is but to out. have the Master already in the TARDIS when he gets there is never explained. And that is what a lot of people see as a big plot hole. And I would agree with that in the way that this is put together. The problem is, there is actually a deleted scene in the movie that they should have left in, at least in my opinion, where it actually shows the Doctor uh, having a hidden TARDIS key above the O at the top of the TARDIS. Ah. And if they... Had left that scene in there, it would have explained then how the master could have gotten
1: in. Gotcha. Yes. Where is he? Who? The man who stole. Now he just
2: mind controlled him,
1: now, he's he's which is
2: dead. which is definitely
0: a master trait.
2: My yeah, he doesn't use it often though. No. So um, the thing is. That is something that goes directly back to Susan, uh, in the classic series, you know, with the telepathy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, those types of traits are supposed to be, uh, traits that different time lords have different types of mental, you know, abilities, um, which of course we've seen the doctor use his to wipe people's minds and stuff, you know, right. Um, but I like the fact that we, we get that callback to the classic series. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he finally gets his shoes.
0: <laughs> and they were Brian's shoes, Her her ex-boyfriend.
2: Here's the thing, he's still technically regenerating, right? So you'll notice as he starts walking around in these shoes... He, uh, he suddenly says, oh, they fit perfectly. Yeah, His feet have changed shape to fit the boots rather than the boots changing shape to fit the, sh- the, the feet. <laughs> I like how she's just not
0: accepting no any sort of <laughs> explanation that he has. I mean, oh, you're a genetic experiment. No, wait. I don't know.
2: See, you can see by the outfit that he's wearing that they're doing a little bit of a callback to the seventh Doctor, a little bit of a callback to the fifth Doctor, you know. uh, None of it is a direct callback to any of the Doctors directly other than maybe the first Doctor, you know. Uh, But he's got a lot of first Doctor in there, a lot of... Seventh Doctor in there and a little bit of Fifth Doctor in there. All kind of mixed together, you know.
0: Right. Uh, plus, plus a bunch of his own stuff, too. Yeah. So, I, I do like the Master's scheming here because it is classic Master. You know, Oh, this is all mine. He stole my body. He stole my right. TARDIS. He, he's actually the bad guy here. And so he's, he's weaving this web of lies around this kid Lee in order to get him to work for him.
2: The writing is not really what I have an issue with in this movie. Right. Uh, the story's pretty solid for the most part. There's a little, you know, like I said, there's a couple places where it feels like there's a little bit of missing material maybe or a couple of, you know, holes left in it. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, part of that's because it's in deleted scenes or things like that. You know, most of it's pretty well written. Um part of it's you know bucks. not carried off well f- as far as the acting like okay. i said this this guy on the right here can't act no, very well um and we do have that weird vibe that we've got coming off the master but that's more because we're just so used to seeing the master personified in a different way right um and i do so... like
0: the fact that he's got the collar flipped on that jacket yeah i know deal because that's the master style, is those high collars and elegance and all that, that stuff. But it's a leather jacket, and you can only... It's a leather trench coat, yeah. basically. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: and Which is very, very master-like.
1: How'd I do that? I told you to the TARDIS likes you. The
0: cloister.
2: Now, I like the fact that they're acknowledging that the, the TARDIS is a living thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, this is one thing that I will say I don't know if I understand completely because you have all these windows showing light from the outside, but yet there are no windows like where you could see the light coming f- you know from the outside um, and I don't know if that'd just be the cloaking thing or what now, it's
0: some sort of time and space window
2: here's the thing now we see the eye of harmony, right. Right. Which we just got finished talking about the, the Hand of Omega. This is mm-hmm. another one of those artifacts that the Doctor's not supposed to have <laughs> on the TARDIS. <laughs> you know. Right. And this is something that I really would have liked to have seen resolved. That I feel like would have eventually been resolved had they picked up the series uh, and carried it on. But because... They never had the opportunity to do so. It just never was explained how he got it or what happened to it after he, he uh, got out of this scenario. Why
1: didn't you look? We pulled this down from
2: the I do like the fact that we see the Gallifreyan symbols and stuff.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And because this. He's so blatantly using this kid, too.
2: Yeah, because we've got. Course, the the story that revolves around the Eye of Harmony, we see a lot of visual uh, uh, aspects in this movie that directly deal with eyes, you know. Something's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Something's, happening. Okay. Something's happening. Oh
2: my god. Now, I will say this I'm not really you. understanding <laughs> how the doctor is feeling what's happening on the TARDIS. Have you seen anything like that before?
1: Now do that again.
2: Look <laughs> Sorry. Um Oh yeah, I almost forgot. This is the first time we see the doctor kiss his companion. Uh, yes. A lot of people got pissed off about that. Whoa. What?
1: There's the guy I took at the hospital. The doctor's past life. Doctor? That's what he calls himself. Doctor. Doctor. Let's see,
2: I really wish that we had gotten to see all of the different past incarnations in this.
0: Right. But technology being what it was back then, probably wasn't uh, accurate. I was doing a little bit of research before this,
2: and there are so many ways that... We just skipped over something.
0: The fact that the Doctor is half-human. Yeah. Um. And now now that there are so and i know you like that theory however there's so many different things in books and bbc or uh uh, big finish audio and comics and other stories that has tried to explain that away Mm -hmm. and they're either explain it away or explain it and it's they all contradict each other so badly, and so there's no real good explanation. There's, yeah. uh, there's, you know, some that try and say that he was, you know, the product of a, you know, obviously a, a, a human female and a Gallifreyan Time Lord, you know, or he became, he started to become half human by osmosis because he stayed on Earth so long, or that only this incarnation was half human, and then there's even one that says that it was all just a trick to trap the master uh, and to to fool the master uh, throw the master off on a wrong track So unfortunately it doesn't get resolved in this movie and so we don't have a
2: definite answer well you know the original intent was to make this canon that was the original intent BBC apparently approved it at the time um and then, after the fact, then you had so many people that were conflicted over it uh, that you had different writers and stuff that wanted to go back and retcon it and change it and things like that because they their personal viewpoint was that they didn't agree with it, you know. And so... A lot of that went on after this because the particular writer that was writing at the time or whatever just did not agree with it. Um, but I, I'm not know. a fan of the uh, of that idea either, to be as, perfectly honest. As far as what you see on screen, though, uh, there's nothing on screen that would conflict with that. Uh, but then there's also nothing on screen that would confirm it as well, you know. Right, right. It,
0: it, it's so ambiguous at the end of it that you know they yeah. say it here, but it's only mentioned here. It's not mentioned anywhere else. So, it's... and the only
2: other time that it gets mentioned at all is in the past season that we just watched.
0: Right, where you and I had our our big discussion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now this is this is kind of interesting right here. Um, hmm. See, see what's happening here? Yes.
0: Because the Eye of Harmony is open, it is changing the molecular structure of Earth, and it will destroy it by midnight. And I need to find an atomic clock by midnight in order to put things right.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I knew that is... <laughs>
2: See, now he has all of his memory back and everything just because of I, the Eye of Harmony was open. Right. But now they never explained why he could feel what was going on in the TARDIS unless he just felt the Eye of Harmony open, you know, uh, because it is sure Gallifreyan it. technology.
0: I'm sure that was it. So uh, uh, he's losing weight just standing on the
1: scale. Yeah. 20 minutes. It's starting. You can make a fortune in the weight loss business, Doctor.
2: <laughs> no, I really love his performance as the Doctor here. I wish that we could see much more of him on screen. Right. It would not bother me at all to see a prequel season done uh, for the new uh, series that takes place before Christopher Eccleston's run. That
1: Mm -hmm. would not
2: bother me at all. You know, even if they don't show uh, him regenerate in the series necessarily, they could show uh, him go right up to the point of the events that led to his regeneration and and the the season there, you know. Um, Right. Yeah. There'd be nothing stopping them from doing it, other than just somebody taking the interest in, you know, making it happen. Right.
1: <laughs>
2: or even a mini series. A mini series would be, you know, fine too.
0: Yeah. Or mini, uh, like web episodes or something, you know.
1: Straight to the Institute of technological Advancement and research you know what that is?
2: do
0: you think the doctor knows that that's the master no
2: he does not
1: of course I do.
2: he has absolutely no knowledge at all
0: because well I mean it's just a sensing because the way he looked at him it he seemed to recognize him or something and I'm wondering I'm wondering if he's going along for now because you know it's the doctor and the master and that's what the doctor does
2: um, well see he even put his collar down Mm. I was
1: more concerned about the Eye of Destruction. Harmony. Yes, yes, and the fact that the planet will be sucked through it at midnight. I mean, basically, it's not often one has a time load in one's living room, Doctor. doctor.
2: The Eye of Harmony <laughs> works instance, somewhat yes, like a black yes, hole, I think. Seriously,
1: he'd have hung up his pipe if he'd met you. Actually, we did meet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> He's a time lord. He got on very well. Did you know, Madame <laughs> carry too? Intimately. Did you kill <laughs> with me? As well as you.
2: That was very Master-like, too. Yes. This is the first time he realizes it's the Master.
0: That's true. You're right. I forgot about that.
2: (laughs) No, his correcting her grammar was very much the Master. Oh, it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I really, I'm really just having
2: enough of the slime, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's disgusting. Him using that fire extinguisher reminded me of something that uh, uh, the seventh doctor would have done.
1: Get it off me, get it off me, get it off me, <laughs> <it off>, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love this part right here coming up, where they come up to this cop. Oh, just,
0: yes, folks, you're going to like this part. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's British. <laughs> I I Jelly
1: baby <laughs> Jelly baby? Just take it. Jelly baby officer. <laughs> sniffs of
2: it. <laughs> now, would you stand this before I shoot myself?
1: <laughs> 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 you with me, Grace? We don't stand a chance. excuse me, Grace,
2: Stand aside before, before or I or shoot not. myself. <laughs>
1: i held back, death. Look, I can't make your dream come true forever, but I can make it come true today. <laughs> Give me the gun.
2: And you could tell that he is very much the pacifist doctor. Yep. Okay, give the key!
0: And since she's American, she can use the gun. Yeah. Right? Because cause we're, you know, gun-toting, you. you know, rednecks or something.
2: <laughs> I have to say, I really like Grace. Uh, I wish that we had gotten to see more stories with Grace in them. Yeah.
0: No, uh, she, she's a great character. Um, I like the fact that he has to explain to the kid, who's a criminal. You know.
2: Ignore the traffic
0: laws. This is an ambulance, you know.
2: And I love the fact that we get to see the doctor on the motorcycle again, you know. Right. Because a lot of people probably don't realize, at least the, the ones that have not watched the classic series, probably don't realize that he's been doing this... All the way back to the third Doctor, you know? Oh, I know. third Doctor had
0: so many different cars and bikes and hovercraft <laughs> and everything. Uh, the seventh Doctor has uh, a showdown on a motorcycle in his sure. final episode uh, of the classic series. And, of course, we see uh, the eleventh Doctor on, like, a moped motorcycle Yeah. Thing. Uh, what are you doing, mate? So he, he's this is this isn't too out of character for the doctor to be able to to drive a motorcycle well
2: see this is actually part of the movie that I love oh I know oh uh, I like it too you know there's there's whole chunks of this movie that I just I love it to death you know there's but you know it's kind of like the what we talked about before um... With the Sixth Doctor Dalek episode. Well, Where there, sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, the interaction between these two.
2: Yeah. It,
0: it, it's classic master <laughs> dialogue. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry.
2: I didn't if, interrupt you, know, you. If he was speaking in a British accent, I think I would like that better.
1: Right. You
2: know? It's um, just... And and I think when, once we get to
0: about this point in the movie, mm-hmm. most of it is really good. And I don't mind I, and it seems fine to me, but like earlier on, the master just seemed a bit off. Um But at this point in the movie I get it and it, and it's working for me. Uh, so I Can you remember that? The, the humor, the humor in this movie
2: works for me. Well, it also has that fantasy quality to it that we lost in Doctor Who for a little while.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and I think that that is something that they recaptured in the new series. Yeah. But I will say this, visually speaking... This movie is much more like the Matt Smith episodes than it is the uh, Eccleston or Tennant episodes.
0: Yes. That is true.
1: Oh, this is Dr. Bowman from London, they're waiting for Come
2: on. I'm on the board of This guy seems so robotic. I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking all he needs is the handlebars on his head and he'll be a Cyberman. You know? <laughs> I mean, he's looking such. He's not even looking at their faces. He's looking dead ahead, like like he's almost to the point. His like, eyes are crossed, you know.
0: He's looking at his, at their foreheads. <laughs> and of course, this is the MacGuffin. Is he's got to get to this atomic clock in order to get the Eye of Harmony closed, um, because he needs something from it.
2: Yeah, he needs the uh, he needs a component out of it to go into the TARDIS because the TARDIS is damaged.
0: Exactly.
1: People are starting to stare when we just make conversations. So, time travel's possible? Anything's possible. And why don't you have the ability to transform yourself into another species like that? What I do, you see, but only when I die. And that rival time, Lord, for now. last life, fighting to survive, and the science has shown over and over. In the fight for survival, there are no
2: rules. The thing is, he's been on his last life more than once. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. <laughs>
1: He's from London. He was just going to share a secret with us. Yes, um, for, uh, Professor, is there a chance of a closer look at the clock? No. You notice the bow tie? I'm afraid that I am the <laughs> only person allowed up there. Uh, really, we can't just bend the rules? Mm, no. But uh, you see, our race, race says that you have a big secret. What is it? Listen. <laughs> I'm half human. On another side. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: And see, that kind of goes back to some of the things that I've seen online, where it says that his mother was a red-haired human Time Lord. Mm. Uh, apparently that she was somehow or another allowed into Gallifreyan society. Uh, whether, yeah. whether by trickery or some other method, you know... Um, but that his father brought her to Gallifrey.
0: Gotcha. Um, what is it they
1: say? It's also, but
0: the, the way that he pulled he plays it is, you know, it could totally just be him playing it up. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm uh, human because you wanted a secret, you know.
1: Yeah. mess I
0: like how he can
1: see into people's
2: futures sometimes.
1: <laughs> I now can I see what's
2: in your hand? Well he uh, he's already seen some of this mm-hmm. take place, you know. <laughs> Sleight of hand with the jelly baby once again. Oh yes.
1: What was that all about? Ten years from now, <laughs> <where it's laughs> <before he> did <decided laughs> you notice
2: how much that guy favored Rory? <laughs> he does look a little bit like Rory.
1: Oh, fuck. The kid who
2: took your stuff. He stands out. Just a little bit, Come on. but not as much as the master does. <laughs> Which the only reason I think that he's able to get into places like he does is because he's wearing the badge. Ew. This is kind of I am, weird. I'm over the slime. This is kind of weird because, you know. I mean, what does this stuff do? Does it freeze you in place? Does it blister you? What is, you know, what is this slime supposed to do? Or does it have multiple purposes and different compounds, you know? It almost seems like... All of the above. Yeah, it almost seems like, a, well, we need it for this reason, so we're just going to use it for this now, you know? Right.
0: The I like that, that interaction there between them. When she, he grabs the hose, she grabs the uh, the axe, and then they both say, <laughs> door... Like I like the fact that they're thinking on the same lines and together as a as a doctor and companion. As I've said before, the interaction between these two is great.
2: Well, the action in this movie is reminiscent of the Third Doctor too. It is.
0: It is very Third Doctor and uh, that of um,
1: <laughs> like
0: Sarah and um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on Joe? There we go. Yeah. She, she's very much
2: in the line of, of uh, Joe Grant and Sarah Jane. she's extremely smart though and I like that
1: mm-hmm. right. can't yeah the universe because
2: like <laughs> right. so you know he never meddles with it right <laughs> oh, no no <laughs> I mean he's a time lord so he has an excuse yeah. This part's funny. This part that's coming up is pretty funny. She is. Uh,
0: kind of jeez. pointless, but funny, uh, it's like... This
2: is hilarious. Watch, watch what happens. Ah, it is in the movie. I thought it was cut out. See, that's the only way the Master could have gotten in.
0: Gotcha. Unless when um, <laughs> Check. Lee went around the back.
2: This is funny. <laughs> and he drives right into the door, and then he freaks out. <laughs> you hear him scream? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, I think that's hilarious.
1: Wow. <laughs> you hear that? yeah. that's a warning. Of course, now here is the question: She's also
0: got a bit of Perry in her. I just am realizing. So when 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 she said "Oh my!" right there, yeah, I was like, "That's." That's like Perry. Well, it's
2: the whole American thing, I guess, you know. Right. But, uh... I see some aspects of of, uh, Ace's personality in her, too. Not as as violent and gung-ho for action. No, I mean, like, Uh. the fact that she tells him exactly what's on her mind and, you know... See now because of the eye of Harmony being open and stuff, he's beginning to rub off on her.
1: The eyes closing. <laughs> now, let's see.
2: That's how she knew exactly what had happened when they walked in the TARDIS. Really?
1: What's eleven forty 11 There is no context. Hold on. What are you
2: doing? Now we don't normally see this
1: too long and there is no future. I only hope. No. Is this thing reliable? Whatever's happening can't be stopped by closing the eye. Well, how come you didn't know that?
2: I haven't opened the eye before. (laughs) you tell me. I haven't opened the the eye eye before. (laughs) Before
1: the eye was open, maybe even before we arrived. This is a time machine. With no power. What? The eye being open so long must have drained the target. Great. I'm sorry. No, he's not. Enough. What about all those glorious predictions? All that knowledge about what's going to happen to Gareth, to me, to this city—that must come from somewhere. Think. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait. See, she's she's making a point here. Yep. They're stuck in a bootstrap no, paradox. He wouldn't have that knowledge if he had not been able to travel to the future, and he could not travel to the future if he did not beat this scenario.
1: Exactly. exactly. Top one. Good.
0: enough pass with the neutron ram. Race? Grace, the neutron ram. Look, I'll show you. Uh, some of the master spit, and it's controlling her. Took
2: control of her. That's a little creepy. Oh, you uh, a little.
1: <laughs> 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 it's no good talking to her. She's possessed. You You took my things. Where are they? They're not your things anymore. Pretty soon everything around here is going to belong to the Master again. Again? What's he been telling you? When he gets his body back from you, I'm going to be rich. Can you believe it? Why shouldn't I? I suppose he neglected to mention that there won't be any place left to spend your money. <laughs> Which is why we have no time to waste. But time to change.
2: <laughs> I love that. But time to change. Yes. I always... And this you. is classic Master. all well, oh, it is.
1: Of the gravity of the situation. I, never I always
2: I'm dress myself. for the occasion.
1: any minute now it shall cease to exist. What's the time? Time enough for me to get my body. Get out of here and take Lee with me.
2: That actually has uh, a uh, pretty Gallifreyan look to it as well. Oh, it does. Oh,
1: please.
2: Great. <laughs> you see that awkward smile? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Lee's like, this is a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know if I like being smooched on my forehead by this guy right. with the green eyes.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. out of all his now. He plans to steal mine. That's the truth.
2: Grace, she's possessed by evil, not goodness. Yeah, that's creepy looking, too.
1: This won't hurt much.
2: You know, if they had replaced his voice, think I, hey, I think I would have loved his performance. I I find it interesting that they decided to do costume party for the turn of the century New Year's.
1: Well... uh, You know,
0: it's the turn of the century. You're dressing up as important people from the previous century? I guess... Be wonderful and great, and the clock will be perfect, and all this (laughs) great stuff,
2: and then kaput.
0: (laughs) Um, sir,
2: we have a little bit of a problem.
0: (laughs) A problem,
2: (laughs) it doesn't work. You see how his eyes are lit. (laughs) You see that. Oh no, see that a lot in this movie. How. They have lighting that goes right across their eyes and stuff, you know. Yep. But with me, he gets to see the universe.
1: This is his last chance to stay alive, and you know it. What do you know of last chances? More than you! I have wasted all my lives because of you, Doctor.
2: Now wouldn't be a And that's the first time that he realizes that he's been duped. Me, he's lying! He's
1: used all his life now he wants me!
2: I'm looking at this, and I can see how this, to me, looks like it was actually filmed in widescreen, but you just can't find it in widescreen. Yeah. Although it's it's
0: also the filming style of the time, you know, to to do the half faces and stuff like that. So. I
2: guess. I will say this, the fact that it is done in, uh, the oh. standard ratio, uh, kind of helps it blend between the classic and the new series.
1: hmm Unless I'm mistaken in her present state of mind, that won't work. Her eyes aren't human anymore. Watch.
2: if he had kissed her much deeper he would have cut her face in half
0: This is of course where the master is finally going to be able to steal the doctor's body and have more lives back.
2: See, I believe that this was his plan from the beginning. I, I believe he sacrificed his former body just so that he could steal the, the doctor's body.
1: Oh yeah. i will die if I leave you. We'll all die if you don't run. Run
2: I really like his performance.
1: Because
2: one minute you can see that he is, you know, the doctor that we've always known and loved as far as when he gets in that really serious, you know, mode. And then at Mm -hmm. the next minute, it's like he's a whole new person with with more whimsy and and everything that kind of goes back to like the fourth doctor and stuff, you know.
0: Right. Man, this is, it, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not talking very much right now, but I'm I'm <laughs> engrossed in this part of the movie. As I said, this the second half of the movie is definitely better than
2: the first for me, and I get I get caught up into it by the end of it. So, well, that's why I said this is like this is like my guilty pleasure. You know, it's, this movie has fa- uh, flaws and stuff, and I'm willing to admit that, but. Mm-hmm. As, as a whole piece I really enjoy this movie you know yeah um because the story I think is right along the lines of what we've seen before uh in both new and classic Who uh and I think that it bridges it pretty well you know um the interesting thing here though is with the scenario of what's happening with the Master uh it leaves it open to interpretation as to exactly where the master goes next and what incarnation of the master that you see next, because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't really know 100% uh, which incarnation that he goes into after this. You know, this could actually send him back in time or forward in time, to one of the incarnations that we've seen in the classic series or in the new series for that matter they leave it open to interpretation you know right one. she's hot wire in the tardis <laughs> yeah and see that was something else too because of the eye of harmony opening up and because of her interaction with the doctor it gave her knowledge about the TARDIS and stuff that she wouldn't normally have had. Because she gained knowledge about the TARDIS through osmosis from him. Because of the Eye of Harmony. And I think that was kind mm-hmm. of kind of a fun little you know thing that they that they threw in there. A little bit like what happened to Donna, but not to that extent. It was like we're just giving you little bits and pieces of information, you know. Right. And then, of course, when the Eye of Harmony uh, is reversed, all of that gets reversed as well, you know?
0: Exactly. Temporal orbits.
1: She did it. Your life force is dying, Master.
0: The thing with the Master's eyes in this is that they are a direct callback to the final storyline of the Seventh Doctor's run. Mm-hmm. I just forgot to mention that earlier.
2: No, that's what I was talking about before. The only difference is yeah. in this, they're they're green, and then the other one, they were yellow. But that's because true. he's got a different body, he really didn't have to have that carryover, uh, other than the fact that they just chose to do it that way, you know? <laughs> Right. That's the first time we see him really get aggressive as this incarnation. You yeah. know? Because he's normally more of a pacifist. You are my now, of course, that changes over time with the big finish episodes and things like that, you know? Uh, He becomes more of the towards the Eccleston type doctor, you know, Um, and that's, that's done intentionally to lead up to him becoming the war doctor. Exactly. And this is what I was referring to before. Um,
0: as far as we have no idea what exactly happens to the master yeah, after this, and how this affects him, we don't
2: know if this, you know, takes him back to becoming Missy, or if this takes him to becoming uh, the
0: Derek Jacoby, yeah,
2: like at the end of time, or or even if this goes back to uh his other incarnation where uh he was uh, actually all burned and everything um you know that's left open to interpretation you know
0: right right
2: because that would explain why he looks the way he does back at the point when he comes back all mummified and everything
0: that that would make some sense
2: But because it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey, they could explain it however they want.
0: Exactly. Or not ever explain it and um, let us guess for the rest of eternity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, something else too, though. Um, In the Big Finish episodes, the Master comes back uh, either from the past or uh, whatever. we, We don't know for sure if he comes back after this incarnation or if he comes back as a different version that is not quite adjacent to this incarnation but he comes back as someone who's very Lex Luthor like uh, where he's bald and uh, that if if you look at the beginning of this movie with the silhouette and everything that looks like the incarnation that you're seeing uh, get uh, messed up on Scarrow. Uh, Uh, but I don't really know how all that would gel together because that would kind of put them out of sync with one another. Um, which of course, you know, they are Time Lords, so, um, he could go back and meet the Seventh Doctor as the Bald Incarnation as well, you know.
0: Right. Who knows? And, but of course, we get the Resurrection here, the, the, uh, Eye of Harmony uh, gives a kind gesture and revives the two.
2: Well, if I'm not mistaken, they actually went back in time to the point before uh, the Eye of Harmony was opened, which should have reversed everything that happened after it was opened. True. True. The The only problem with that is they still remember everything that happened. Yeah. What do you think about the way this console looks?
0: I like it. I like so, it. I
2: think it's a kind of a nice mix between what we see uh, with Eccleston's Doctor and what we've seen in the classic series.
1: So, let's see where we are.
0: And some, yeah.
1: There. the future. Wow. Look over there. On the other side of your galaxy, that's home. Gallifrey. 250 million light years away. A good 10 minutes in this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> so well. December 29th Do you want to get off here I don't think I could lift that again uh, I definitely wouldn't live through that again reason enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this part here
2: this is very you know iconic. What?
0: It's like, I'm going to show off and I'll show you what this thing can do. and
2: That is so classic. Yep. And that.
1: <laughs> there we go.
2: <laughs> that is so New Who, though. That looked like something no. that, that Matt Smith or, or uh, David Tennant would have done.
1: <laughs> Have a happy new year. <laughs> happy new year.
2: <laughs> it's this same guy, looks like a cyberman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Happy new year, happy. Can you believe it? Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, can you see why I have a, a soft spot in my heart for this movie? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. <laughs> You're right, it's not a perfect movie by far, but it's, there's a lot of fun it's stuff. It's still
2: really it. good. You know, if, if it was re-edited a little bit, um, maybe, you know, uh, shift it around just a little bit to make it more timeless and not quite as dated in certain places... I think it'd be outstanding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the diamonds. I don't want them. (laughs) It's gold dust, not diamonds. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. It's gold dust.
1: Take a vacation. Just don't be here. (laughs) Right. Thanks. Thanks, doctor.
2: Take a vacation. Just don't (laughs) be here. Which makes it sound like that uh, one of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas episodes of this new, new series <laughs> is going to occur.
0: <laughs> right. This is interesting. He invites her to come along, and she turns him down.
2: Well, now, had the series picked up, he was going to come back and pick her up again. Uh, he was going to come back and, and, and see her, and she was going to end up going with him. Oh, I'm sure, but... Because I honestly think that they had intended for them to start a relationship and to have him come back on a regular basis to visit her, and then finally he talks her into going. Gotcha.
1: So New
0: Year's kiss, goodbye. They've
2: got really good chemistry, though.
0: They do.
1: Thank you, doctor. No, no thank you, doctor. <laughs>
0: Shall I ever see him again?
2: He's got that velvet coat. Yep. I just realized that was velvet. So there that's very Third Doctor-ish. Oh yeah.
0: And then I like here. After everything. Yeah. He just picks up where he left off at the beginning of the movie. The music playing. Cup of tea. And a book.
2: Working on the TARDIS.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right. Where to next?
0: (laughs) Paul McGann. Yep. A wonderful doctor. Not a perfect movie, but a great tour de force for Paul McGann. Sent him on a multitude of Big Finish. (laughs) Oh no, not again! (laughs) (laughs) He had a multitude of Big Finish audio, so if you need more of Paul McGann, uh, you, you should just look up Big Finish and you'll find more than you can know what to do with. Oh,
2: he's outstanding.
0: Yes. So, Paul. Paul Gann. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, and... Well, now, Before we wrap I this up. I will say
2: this, and, and this is uh, it's one of those things that I didn't realize until... I don't know, six, seven, eight months ago, uh, back when I first went back and watched this again recently. um, You know, I had said something before, um, uh, back when we first started the podcast, about uh, uh, him having something to do with going in search of his father. But I realized after the fact that that is actually something that I got from like an interview that I was either reading about or saw on a video um, after the fact, that that was just one of the plot things that they uh, played with the idea of of pursuing that they never actually did. So I got that mixed up in my head as that being something that he did at the end of this movie, is to go after, you know, go in search of his father But that never actually happened. You know, it was something that I got mixed up with kind of one of the behind the scenes things that I was uh, reading about. Gotcha. And that goes right along with another thing that they almost did with this movie. You know, because this movie played with the Doctor's heritage and whatnot, you know. One of the things that they almost did with this movie is to say that the Doctor and the Master were actually brothers. Which... You know, that would have basically been a way for them to retcon things and say, well, the Doctor wasn't 100% honest in the past when he said uh, he's just a rival Time Lord that I knew from Gallifrey or whatever. That there Mm -hmm. was actually a bigger connection. But they decided not to do that, too. And so those are just some things that I picked up from seeing behind-the-scenes videos and things like that that... uh, could have been in the movie, but we're not in the movie. So, a lot of ideas.
0: I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this movie. It's not going to be my favorite. It's not going to be something I go back to super regularly. But, as you've said, it's sort of a guilty pleasure. And, and watching this <laughs> is always great fun to see uh, Paul McGann do his thing. Yeah, I know. And I, wish, I wish there was
2: more on screen for Paul McGann. You can even find his... Uh... Uh, audition video on youtube uh where he auditioned for this role um something else that uh, a lot of people probably don't realize is that of course he is uh i think one of four brothers i think uh that are all actors um (laughs) and his brother actually auditioned for the same role Uh, but he did not find out until years later that his brother had auditioned for the doctor like either days before or days after he did. and, and wow. that, Yeah, and that he had beat out his brother for the role. That's funny. Yeah. The, the, Sibling the, rivalry. the other thing that's funny about that is they look so much alike that they almost could have passed as doubles on the set, you know.
0: <laughs> well, we will come back, and we will do a, a more in-depth review of this movie whenever we do our master episode reviews. So we're not going to do a rating uh, we'll save that for our, our review. Uh, all we do want to say is, if you haven't had a chance to check out this movie, yes, it's not perfect. Yes, there's some cheesy elements. Yes, there's some weird stuff about the Doctor's past and his heritage. But give it a shot. Give it a shot. Give this movie a shot, and you will not be disappointed, particularly in the portrayal of the Doctor and the interaction between Paul McGann and uh Grace. Uh, in this movie, and if, it's great. If
2: you haven't seen this movie, you need to see this movie just for the simple fact that this literally bridges the classic series and the new series together and makes it all one show.
0: Exactly. And uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on this movie, uh, help us celebrate its twentieth anniversary, uh, go ahead and do that on our social media. Our Facebook is facebook dot com slash talking time lords. You can always tweet us at Talking Time Lord or email us at TalkingTimelords at gmail.com The links to all our social media as well as links to every one of our previously, previously released episodes are available on our website our TARDIS on the internet TalkingTimelords.com Anything else, Paul, before we wrap up this episode? Just looking forward
2: to our next episode.
0: We are coming up on one year... <laughs> is here for talking time lords we're gonna have some fun celebrating the year uh, of, of podcasting with this show and and uh maybe a couple of other things so stay tuned for that i think that will wrap up this episode of talking time lords this has been episode number 39 doctor who the movie commentary for paul i'm jason and remember until next time may
2: you hope far-flung hopes and dream impossible dreams.
0: Thanks guys. Talking Time Lords is a proud member of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Visit thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts or visit patreon.com/thunderquack to help support the shows.
1: I think that went pretty well. (laughs)